episode 20 get out of here satan what up everybody we out here on new year's eve had to mix it up a little bit posted in the car you know fireworks booming we in the dirty little hyundai sport mode shout out chris got the 2018 you feel me turbo piece stereo is trash but good little car very proud of him you know shout out praise jesus really for you know even giving chris this this beautiful little whip let's start off with gratitude and then, you know, let's just go into some prayer, get on track. Let's welcome the Holy Spirit in. <laughs> Lit intro, you know what I'm saying? But close your eyes, bow your heads, let's pray. Dear God, we just come before you tonight, God, and we just welcome the Holy Spirit in, God. Lord, I ask that the Holy Spirit, Lord, that it would lead us, God. Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit would enter the hearts and the minds of those that are listening, God, and that they would just really acknowledge the power of Jesus tonight, God. Lord, tonight I pray we would just would speak so highly of your son, God. And Lord, we would acknowledge the miracles he performed and the sacrifices he made, God, to allow us to be here today, God, to give us the freedom to speak of you, the freedom to mess up and get back up after, Lord, the freedom to be washed clean every day, Lord, and to be made new, new creations in your name and in your sight, God. Lord, I pray the people listening would walk in the confidence of Jesus, God. Lord, I pray that we would step into every room with Jesus, knowing, Lord, that we have been anointed, that we have been made new, that we've been washed clean, that our past, Lord, will not define us, Lord. And as we enter this new year, Lord, I pray we will leave our baggage from 2023 and from our whole life, Lord, behind us and step into this new year, God, as new creations in Christ, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray you would lead us, Lord, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Lord. Bless and protect us tonight, God. In your almighty name we pray. Amen. All right, so there's been a common theme popping up you know, kind of in, in the sermons I've been listening to and the, the stories I've been reading in the Bible and then also like some things I've seen on Instagram, you know, this week. And it's really just speaking on the, the pure power of Jesus, you know, just the the real the real miracle of Jesus was not the acts. It was not the, the healing people and the bringing them back to life. You know, the real miracle was what he did on that cross, you know. The real miracle was him actually coming to this earth and doing what he needed to do to then leave us the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that fuels us, the Holy Spirit that is is now giving us the words to speak on this podcast. You know, the Holy Spirit is is with each and every one of us at all times because of Jesus's sacrifice, you know, and just based off what I was reading, you know, and um, was it too loud? A little, little bit loud. Sorry, guys. But uh, based off what I was reading, you know, I've been reading Hebrews this past week. And it just talks about, you know, the power of Jesus can't be denied because before Jesus came to earth, the basically it's speaking on the church and in the church, you know, the priests every day would offer these sacrifices, you know, every week, every weekend, every service, you know, they would, they would offer blood of a, a, a lamb, you know, a good and perfect lamb, or they would, you know, blood that is not their own in hopes that it would atone for our sins, that would, that would make us new, that it would uh, kind of refresh us, cleanse us in the eyes of God. But it says in this that, that that wasn't the case, you know. No matter how many offerings, how many sacrifices they made, there was nothing they could physically do to to heal the body of their church, you know, to heal the, the people that are coming in there on a weekly basis or even the, the person who comes in and they kind of down bad, you know. And it says that once Jesus stepped onto this earth through his blood, we are made new and by his blood alone, only the blood of Jesus is seen as a cleansing power to God. You know what I'm saying? 
So I just think we need to kind of adapt that into our daily life, you know. So I mess up all the time. On a daily basis, I sin. And my natural human thought is there's something I can do. There's something that that will make this right, will even the score, you know what I'm saying? When I commit a sin, my, my mind doesn't always run to... You know, I need to need to praise Jesus. I need to thank Jesus for the fact that even though I just sinned, I just went against his father's command. You know what I'm saying? My father, my father in heaven, I just denied him and chose me. I think there's some way that I can just make it right. But in reality, it's not, you know, and that really hearing that, you know, repeatedly hearing the power of Jesus repeatedly kind of showed me. Am I leaning on my own power or am I truly trusting Jesus? Like, where's my faith at kind of? It's kind of a heart and a faith thing for me. So I just wanted to kind of point that out, you know, for whoever's listening. You know, maybe you're you're in the church and you're really involved and you're doing a lot. And you're trying to build this big ministry and you're trying to bring all these people with you. But it's you, you, you. You know, you're in the position of I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. But in reality, all that stuff is nice. You know what I'm saying? Sure, you might be bringing people along, you know what I mean? But we got to acknowledge that without Jesus, none of this would even be possible, you know? Like, we need to have that one-on-one time. We need to have that pure, that good, that clear relationship with Jesus to where we know, like, no glory to me. All, All praise and glory to Jesus. Every single day when we wake up, as soon as we step out of bed, you know what I'm saying? We need to praise Jesus for waking up. You know, when we look in our fridge and we got food in there and we got lights that work, you know, and and we have all these regular stuff that we kind of take for granted, we need to praise Jesus for that because all this stuff, every single aspect of our life, you know, the nature, the people around us, the church itself is all because of Jesus and the sacrifice he made, you know, because if he never would have made that sacrifice, how, how would we have really, you know, had our sins atoned for it it wouldn't you know we'll be we'll be not cleansed in in god's eyes and so i just wanted to kind of run off that you know that's a little little intro where my my mind and my heart's been at you know like really kind of just forget forget all that other stuff bro let's connect with jesus let's get to know jesus because that's what he wants he wants us to seek him you know the verse out that really bro I, i prayed this morning and then it popped up right after was mark I think it's 834 and it basically was Jesus telling the disciple it was like if you want to be my disciple deny yourself pick up your cross and walk faithfully with me you know because it said the man who loves his life will lose it but the man who who loses his life will gain uh what eternity or something will gain it the mark verse I was talking about what did you say the the last part it's like the man who loses his life will the man who man who saves his life will lose it and the man who Look it up real quick. But it's basically whoever whoever loses his life, you know what I'm saying, who who truly dies to self, says, forget my life, I'm here for Jesus, whatever Jesus wants for me. That's where the reward comes, you know, because then when we get up to those gates, we're going to be open with welcome arms. We're not going to have to give him a list of all we've done, you know, because like we talked about last week in that, that Matthew uh, 7 verse, we could go up there and get, one second, hold on, I'm running with this. We could get up to, to them gates, bro. And we could come to Jesus with a list of all the things we did. But if we aren't truly rooted in Jesus, if we don't truly have that relationship and that connection with him established, 
all those works are going to go out the window, you know, because he just wants us to know him how he knows us. And we'll never get to that point fully, but the more and more we seek him, the more and more we'll know him. So it's just some encouragement, you know, to really run to Jesus, to really give it all to Jesus, to, to really, you know, lay your life down for him the way he did for us. You know what I'm saying? Oh, let me finish that verse real quick. Yeah, it's way more fire. It's, oh, yeah, it snapped. It says, so there's Mark 8, verse 35. It says, for whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake in the Gospels will save it. Yes, sir. Yeah, I definitely, I didn't know anything about what we were going to talk about tonight. Um, Wally just, every time I ask Wally what the topic was, he says Jesus. So, that's fire though. That's a, <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a fire topic, especially on a Christian podcast. Um, but no, it's uh, just going off of kind of what Wally's talking about here, being washed in the blood and all that other stuff. The, uh, the one, the one verse that came up, it says the Christian is fully washed in the blood of the lamb, but as he walks through life, he sins occasionally and finds cleansing for sin by confessing it. And so, I don't know, it's like how Wally's talking about, like, there's nothing without the blood of Christ, right? It's, uh, you know, I don't know, it's like, uh, whenever I do, like, still sin today in my walk with with Jesus and all that other stuff, it's like very quickly, like, you know how we've talked about before, like, I want to go into this condemnation, but it's like, as soon as you sin, it's already been forgiven, right? God already knows that the sin was going to be committed and all this other stuff, right? And he talked about how without it, right, we have nothing, right? Because we, God couldn't look at us, we couldn't be with with God at all, right? And so the next thing is, there's a verse, right? I, I, I couldn't find the exact verse, but basically what God says is like, you know, it's not, it's uh, Paul actually, Paul says we're objects of wrath, right? And so what that means is me, I should be, God should pour his wrath out on me because in my sin, I'm dead and that in my sin, I'm an object that he can use to portray his, his wrath and that I can't, there's no way that I could save myself with my own type of works, right? Like that I would need, I need something to save me. Right. And so back in the old Testament, right, there's this picture that I've seen. It's basically like a, a graph, right? And it's, it's, uh, it's God's at the top of the graph, right? And then basically there's lines that are like going up to God, right? And they're all at different heights, right? Because before Jesus dies on the cross, right, we're, we are basically saved through works, right? People who are f- faithful and righteous, right? They do their their rich, they do their sacrifices to, to cleanse their sin and all this other stuff. And then basically how well you were, you were doing your works, right, is how close you could get to God, right? Like different people would have this different relationship with him, right? Like where Abraham is very close and God's speaking directly with him. Not everyone has that. You don't see that a lot in the Bible, right? And then it shows a picture of the cross, right? And it's basically a direct contact that we now have to God himself, right? You know, it's like uh, I hear a lot of preachers talk about like, We'll, we'll, we'll read the the Old Testament scriptures and stuff, and it's like, dang, that's so cool. Some of the stuff that we read, that they could have that with God. But it's like, when we go to heaven, we'll ask them, what was this like? What was that like? They're going to ask us, what was it like to have the Holy Spirit burning inside of you, right? How, how did you, as a human, you had all that power, right, that literally dwelled within you, right? What was that like, right? Because it's like, they they never had that type of experience. God never entered into them. It wasn't how we speak today about, you know, I live in God and God lives in me, right? It was literally, uh, there was a certain separation from the sin of Adam that had to be created, right? And then Jesus coming here, right? 
makes it to where we can have this direct contact with him now, you know, and it's so he's talking about, well, I got to glorify God for everything. And it's 100% true because without what Jesus did, there would be nothing, right? The whole story of the of the Bible, right, is literally pointing us to Jesus. When you read Old Testament, right, that's what's being prophesied is that's the promise really given to Abraham. That's the covenant, right? That's what God says is like there will be a, a savior basically, right? And it's Jesus. So even through all of Old Testament, right? And then you can read the, the books really like Isaiah is extremely dedicated to the prophecy of Jesus, right? 800 years in advance where nobody even knows what he's talking about. They're like, what is this guy? Like, what is he talking about, right? And he knew, right, because he's directly talking to God, right? But now 800 years later when Jesus comes, it's like, that's what Isaiah, that's what Isaiah was pointing to, right? And so it's like the whole Bible, like every time I'm reading it, right, I just saw this thing the other day and it was like, I should always be seeing like what, how is this leading me to Jesus, right? Like what is Jesus trying to portray to me? Because that's the, that's the saving grace for humanity, right? That was the whole point of every part of the story, right? You know, it says in the Bible that God created everything because it was well-pleasing to him, you know? So it's like the Jesus, right, is well-pleasing to him. And then the fact that we can be saved, right, is well-pleasing to him, right? And so it's like, I don't know, just going back, I guess, to glorification of of God, right, is like I couldn't have had Old Testament, New Testament, right? It's like nobody could have had any type of relationship with God in heaven without what Jesus does. And then here on earth, it's like, what's the point of my existence without that relationship with God, you know, without that ability to be one with him, you know, it's, there's just, I'll just say this, like, I, I watched this comedian, and uh, he was talking about, like, he's an alcoholic, right, and he basically lost, like, his kids left, his wife left, and he was alone inside of his house, and he said that he found these videos in his house, right? And he was just sitting there and he kept saying, life is meaningless. There's no purpose, right? Like, he just hated everything. And he found these videos inside of his house. And it was, like, scriptures, like, pastors. And he said he had no religious affiliation or anything like that. And that he pops one of these videos in. Just, he doesn't even know why, right? There was no prayer involved or anything. He says he just pops his video in. He's, he's an alcoholic who's just lost everything, right? And he's just suicidal now because he's like, what was really the meaning of all of this? This has just been terrible. And he says, like, the first thing, because that's what he's kept saying, is just there's no meaning, like, life's per- no got no purpose. He said the first thing that this that this video said is, like, life, it's all meaningless, it's all purposeless, we're going nowhere unless you have God, right? It was the first thing that came up in this, in this podcast that's really true is, like, what is your... Even, like, when you see on, like, TikTok and stuff, like, these people are, like, striving to get millions of dollars, have the hottest girlfriends, like, what's the point of that without God, right? Like, what's the real, what's the success in all of that, right? If there's if there's no God involved in any of that, it's it's meaningless, it's vain. It's a lot of that in Ecclesiastes, right, where Solomon talks. It's like, you'll work so hard for no reason, it's all to just impress your neighbor who who really doesn't care about you anyway, right? Like, doesn't care that you got all that stuff anyway, right? And so it's like the mindset of like removing God from my life, you know, as far as like, well, what's the point of all of this is like to glorify Jesus. Right. And now it's like, I had the same thing, dude, where it's like, I had no idea where I was going or anything like that. No purpose, no meaning. But now having Jesus come into my heart is like, that's, that's the meaning. That's the purpose. I'm serving the most high. There's nothing higher than that to serve, you know? So it's like, 
I now have a reason to do everything that I'm doing right. If I'm working, it's because I can feed feed the homeless on Sunday or because I can support my family or, you know, it actually has meaning. And it's all just to say, like, God is so good because I couldn't have done this without him type of thing, right? Which I don't know where I went with that, but oh, was fine. we tried. That black ball smoking, bro. Still <laughs> yes, sir. No, that's lit, bro. And I mean... You could take like I like I like how you took like the worldly approach, you know, because that is a place we get caught up in, you know, and yeah, Chris, no, he, <laughs> we all know, we all know, we all, yeah, we, we all, all know that one, we all live in the world, bro, and we see the people around us and in the way that they move, and it, it's sad to say, but it's rare to find people that are, are are grinding, you know, for God. A lot of a lot of us, you know, we kind of we kind of try to just grind for ourselves, you know, make a better way for ourselves, for our family, you know what I'm saying? Um but in reality, where does that lead us, you know? You got billionaires, bro, who are depressed and killing themselves, you know? You got and it doesn't just have to be cuz you got money, you know what I'm saying? Like there's there's homeless people that want to kill themselves, you know, but there's also billionaires who are being generous, you know what I'm saying? There's there's billionaires who are making a difference in this world, and there's also homeless people that are out there making a difference who are speaking the name of jesus you know who are bringing light to those around them who are in a dark place you know we're called to be the light no matter where we are no matter if the room is stupid bright or if if if, if it's not even a candle light you know what i'm saying and we get to experience that bro now because of the grace of god you know god has really molded me and chris's heart and changed us like the proof is is right there bro like the renewal of your mind and of your heart that comes through jesus once you accept him you know like now being out there getting to spend time with these you know homeless people and stuff there was one dude and he was so lit bro his name was emmanuel remember emmanuel that boy was lit bro every week he would pop up right when we were about to leave and he would come and you know he would he wouldn't want he wouldn't want too much bro he really wanted to to just talk about it you know what i'm saying talk about god he wanted to he would we were out there trying to feed feed them, feed him, you know what I'm saying? But in reality, he was feeding our spirit. He was feeding our soul. He's quoting scripture, you know. He's pouring into us, you know. He, he He's talking about, you know, like, you could just feel the presence of God on him, you know. And that that's the that's the goal, right? That's the, the mindset. Because like we said before, in this world, bro, like, you might be the only bit of jesus god the bible that anyone ever gets to see your experience you know because they might never try it on their own they may they may never seek out god you know in the way that you know we have it as followers of christ you know but the minute you you truly accept that holy spirit and you walk in that light people are going to notice they're going to see it they're going to feel it you know the love you show you know the 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 sympathy and the forgiveness that you have in your heart that is something that only Jesus can give. You know, I, I, I sent something to Chris. I don't remember where it was at. It was probably like Luke or something. But it was talking about, um, remember the, what was that, the lady? It was like, she was like a prostitute or something. And and she had been forgiven of a lot. So she Wait, loved a lot harder. Well? Is that the well? No, that's not the well. Wait, what do you no, mean? I don't remember where it was at. But I sent it to Chris. And it was basically, the, the idea of the story was there was like this lady. And everyone's seen her as as a uh, you know oh, dirty and unclean it's the lost that was what we were talking about no it's, it wasn't uh, a lot no how, how would you it's the story of how would you you know would you someone who's done a lot of bad oh you know, yeah, yeah, yeah okay okay and then he's asking the rabbis or the, not the, rabbi, the yeah the okay so it was like someone who's done a lot of bad you know 
how and and they're forgiven through jesus their debts are repaid you know and because because of that that person is now called to love in a deeper way you know because now just for example like me and chris bro we've we've done a lot of damage a lot of sin you know what i'm saying and because of that now we're able to relate to a different type of people you know we're, we're able to meet people where 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 they are no matter you know what i'm saying no matter what that looks like you know whether they're they're deep the the yeah the more sin the the deeper they are in sin bro if you're super deep in sin so caught up and you can't get out bro talk talk to us because yeah. we you know our- all glory to god god has done this you know what i'm saying we haven't done nothing but just try our best you know what i'm saying to to do what that verse and mark was talking about die to self and pick up that cross on a daily basis and we don't even do it very good you know what i'm saying but through through trying through seeking you know putting in the the effort you know what i mean god has really moved in our heart and in such a way you know that it is lit bro like getting to talk to people that are in a dark place you know and offer them a little bit of light you know and then also people who are pouring into us they they might have been in a darker place than us and they give us a little bit a little bit of hope you know it's it's wherever you're at in your journey you know it's it's all part of god's plan and he's going to put the people the people, places, and things in your life that you need to get you on track, but you have to be open-minded. You have to be willing, you know, to to actually receive it. You know, a constant prayer I've been having is just that that God through the Holy Spirit would open the people around me, would open their heart, you know, because He's knocking at their door, and I feel it. I, I I hear the little comments they're saying. I I hear the way they're like briefly acknowledging God, and I'm like, yes, bro. I'm like, that's what we need. Like like that's 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 it bro that's the door that we need to get in you know what i'm saying and so i've just been praying you know that that the people around me that their hearts would open you know that god would soften their heart lord you know what i'm saying that the lord would just would just kill their pride in a sense you know what i'm saying so that they wouldn't try to be carrying the weight of this world that they would just open up to somebody and say what's going on and then through the power of jesus he's gonna put the right people around them to help them get out of that you know and our job as the church is to be there for those people as believers as followers of christ you know we got to be that that you know kind of kind of that bridge in a sense you know what i'm saying the way the way like the holy spirit bridges us to god he he bridges the gap between you know earth and, and heaven through the holy spirit we got we got to kind of be the bridge that people can walk through and walk over to get them to even you know open up to the holy spirit and so if you're in the church you know and you're grinding for god and and you're doing all this stuff you really got to you know you got to you got to definitely check your heart and make sure you're aligned with the holy spirit so that you're not doing it out of selfish intentions or selfish desires you know seeking the glory seeking the fame that comes with it you know and that was a really cool thing um this week bro i noticed this dude who i follow on instagram you know i i know him a little bit cool dude bro very humble very very much a a man of god and he's a young dude which is dope you know what i'm saying and he's literally like in the the devil's playground he goes to fsu you know what i'm saying and through all that living in that environment bro florida state State is the devil's playground bro and to to live there to go to school there be in that environment and culture and still shine the way he does bro is is lit bro i i tip my hat to him for sure and it's so it's so dope because he makes music you know what i'm saying his name danny hilltop and that that whole mindset is you know being the light that shines on the hilltop and so hopefully you listen to this i'm gonna send it to him but he posted this thing this week bro and it was like read this only if you feel like you don't do enough for god and it said 
This is the first failure of life for God. It puts God's mission ahead of God himself. Paul, the most celebrated missionary in history, did, mo- did not make this mistake. He understood that his calling to be a messenger to the Gentiles was not the same as his treasure to be united with Christ. His communion with Christ rooted and preceded his work for him. The danger of confusing these two things is very real. At the end of his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus gave a haunting description of those who have accomplished a great deal for God, but did not ultimately desire Christ himself. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. So that really hit me, bro. Because, I mean, I got to be real. Sometimes I find myself caught up in the motions. You know, I'm checking the boxes, you know, be up at the church a lot, be messing with the homeless a lot. You that's know what I'm saying? So that, that's that real, bro. Spirit, that's bro. what I'm saying. That's, bro, that, 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 me, bro. that really, bro, that really checked me right there because it's like, it's so easy to get caught up, you know. You think you're doing the right thing and, you know, you think it's going to pay off in the long run and you, you think you're, you're touching lives and you're affecting people and, and, yeah, you are. But at the same time, like, like it said, bro, the first failure of life for God is putting God's mission ahead of God himself. So if I'm trying to do all this for other people, but I'm not doing for God what he wants from me, which is to be in communion with him, to be in relation with him, to be focused on him. Bro, I'm 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 lost. You know what I'm saying? I'm lost. I need to be reeled back in. I need to check my heart and I need to be humbled like like how this post did for me. That's why I screenshotted it. And that's why I'm sharing it with you now, because my hope is like, yeah, I want us all to be grinding for the kingdom. I want us to be kingdom in ambassadors you know what i'm saying like really putting on for jesus but at the same time like what does it look like when you're alone what is it what is your alone time your one-on-one time one-on-one time with jesus look like and so that's really been pushing me this week to you know dive deeper in prayer to really in those times when i could either watch a little tv show or read the bible i'm gonna try to jump in the bible you know what i'm saying if i got a few minutes even if it's just one verse even if it's one chapter you know what i'm saying i gotta read the whole bible in one week but when I do read the Bible, it's important for me personally. Like, this is just something I do, you know, because there's a lot of times before where I'd read the Bible. And I didn't feel nothing. I didn't remember nothing. I didn't take nothing away from it. You know, I was just doing it, like I said, to check the box. And so recently I've been, you know, starting off with prayer. I pray as soon as I open my Bible, I put my hand in the Bible and I pray to God. And, I, you know, I just I ask him, God, allow me to digest your word, God. Allow me to really be focused and present in this time, God, Lord, for for just to get to know you better. You know, you speak to us through your word. And so my goal in this time, Lord, is to get to know you in hopes that then you will use me to spread what I've read, spread what I've learned. And then that's when it comes, you know, because the more connect like bro, another episode we did before when we're connected, others are affected, you know, and affected in the best way. Sure, our works may be fruitful. But if there's no faith behind it, you know, faith without works is dead. So we got to, you know, it's it's a it's a two-piece combo. You know what I'm saying? We got to have them both. And they got to both be really prevalent in our life. You know what I'm saying? And even, I'm, I'm going to keep shouting out Danny because he was snapping, bro. So this next thing, it said, this was all in his story. So, you know what I'm saying? It says, I say this because I feel like a lot of churches and Christian colleges inadvertently put so much pressure on kids my age and middle slash high school students to fulfill their mission for God. 
Students all over feel worthless because their friends are more involved in church than them or have gone on mission trips when they haven't yet. I want to set something straight. God's biggest desire was always to live with his people. He did not create us to be a bunch of agents solely focused on completing a mission, but to, ha- but to create children on a journey with him. I want to clarify that I am not denouncing the Great Commission to make, dis- to make disciples. No, but I am saying that church culture has made people my age feel as if that as if that is the only important thing to God. Oh, how I pray that it, that you are reading this. N- Hold on, huh? he he was a little geeked up. Oh, how I pray that you reading this know that Jesus wants to just hang out with you. He doesn't want to be your scorekeeper. He wants to be your friend. That's it, bro. That's it right there. We're not agents. We're, we're sons and daughters of the, the the most high king. You know, we are literally, once we accept Jesus, we're adopted. We're adopted into the family. Our seat at the table has been made. The home for us in heaven has been prepared. So then we, we build on that and we grow on that. That's the foundation. We accept him and then we get to know him. And the more and more we get to know him, the more and more he'll reveal to us. And the more and more he reveals to us, the more our heart will be shifted and molded. And the more and more... We will we will not only be affected, but we will be used as vessels. You know, we'll be used as lights in the community as long as our heart is truly rooted in him. We need to be rooted in the love of God at all times. And I know this is a little long, but he was really snapping. So then the next thing he put on there was <laughs> Luke 10, 38 to 42. And that's super fire, bro. It's, it's when Jesus went to the home of Mary and Martha and basically... um. You know, these are these are sisters who basically Mary, um, Mary just sat at Jesus's feet and she put she put uh, she washed his feet, I think. Right. Cried at his feet or something. Put perfume, put perfume on his feet. Right. And and Mar- and and just was with him, was just chilling with him, was just hanging out with him, was so grateful to be in his presence. But Martha was over here running around trying to prepare the house, clean up the house, you know, get everything together to make sure everything looked good for Jesus. She wanted to, you know, out of love and respect, but at the same time, Jesus didn't care about all that. Jesus wanted to spend time with Mary and Martha. That's why he went to their house. And that's exactly what we need to relate to in that story. You know, that's what we need to take out of tonight. We don't need to clean up our act. We don't need to be, you know, a viral influencer reading the Bible every day on Instagram and TikTok. What we need is is to be known by Jesus. And the only way to do that is to actually spend time with him, to acknowledge him, to love him, to seek him from, from a place of, of love, from a place of obedience, and from a place of just, just gratitude, grateful for the glory that he truly is. That was busy. <laughs> busy little share right there <laughs> nah i mean that was so f- so so far though like for real i was i was bro the the first one really got me dude nah because it's so real that like i get so obsessed with like <clears throat> am i doing enough you know what i mean i feel like dang god gave me this this unbelievable grace that i don't deserve and i've develop this philosophy in my head that it's like because he's shown me all this grace like my new job is to preach to everybody that they also need this grace right and it's like even like reading scripture and stuff it's like 
the purpose isn't it'll fall away from like just being with God to like how am I going to use this to get someone and it's the intentions are pure you know what I mean it's not like it's not evil but it's like it really does and then I'll be like dang I'm not feeling that like presence that connection because like my intention isn't like I don't know like I'll lose this like I I need to like adore like just be obsessed with like that idea of God like looking to God just like you're the most beautiful loving like just the best possible thing that I could ever have and I'll lose that and start you know really becoming dang man sneaky is real sneaky you know like it's everything man the world everything bro it's just living out that and it's like you know truly like my heart's desire is just the communion with God right but it's like I feel this I don't know it's really like I feel the need that like as if God couldn't do it on his own right like that God needs my my hand in the mix to to get the let's finish the other one first (laughs) yeah you know real busy it's a busy night in the car (laughs) um right but it's like I I do I feel like dang like God kind of you know, and it's like, that's something I've heard. Like, this dude, Charlie, he's like this 80-year-old man, dude. He had a whole... He's old, bro. No, not that Charlie. <laughs> he may have thought of it. Nah, different Charlie. He goes to my Bible study, like, one of my Bible study groups. And he's like, he's 80 years old, and he had a whole church in San Francisco. And he said, like, all of these kids, like, the struggling youth were basically in there. And they'd be going buck wild, like, every time they were in there and everything. And, like one of his whole things he did like a two a two-week thing that we did with him where he was teaching us about evangelizing and all that stuff and he had us read stuff out of john and he was just like trying to get us to see that it's like no matter what you do it's really up to god like you're gonna be a vessel but it's like you're not actually gonna you aren't gonna bring anyone into christ right like god's gonna do that himself all you are is like a, a sign of that and i like too how wally brought up the the church so it's like what the bible says is that like people will know christ is risen based on the church like they're going to see the church and it's going to be like a group of people that they've never seen before right because it's like majority people in the world are like we we can all agree that we're all pretty much the same right and he says that like you know, not the same in the sense that, like, we all have, like, these miseries that we are overcoming and, like, the struggles, the financial, whatever it is. People care a lot about money or women or stuff like that. Like, and it's the whole world has has it to a degree. And it's, like, the church should be completely separate enough, completely, like, night and day difference to where people come in and they say, right, like, there has to be God just because of that. That would begin their faith process. In all reality, me and Wally on this podcast every night aren't really doing much we're just trying to get you guys to go to basically a church because me and Wally aren't going to reveal to you the powers of God, you know, on this podcast. It's possible, right? It's definitely possible that you get touched in such a way, right, if God decides that. But it's really, like, just a little push, I think, to get you to go into a church, right? Because that's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says is, like, that's what, how people are going to be like, oh, this whole Jesus thing it has to be real based on— and. In, I like it, too, because this guy talks about apologetics. He's like, you know, everyone thinks, so apologetics, if you don't know what that is, is just the, it's the proof, the physical evidence that Jesus was was alive. So, like, you'll see a lot of, like, 
preachers and stuff, they go to like, they talk about the blood, the actual blood that was there and all of the, the physical and biological stuff that happened on the cross and all this other stuff that's in the Bible and say like, it's called apologetics, basically physical evidence from like science and stuff like that, that makes you believe. And the Bible doesn't say apologetics is what's going to make someone believe. It says that the church, the body of Christ is going to be the thing that'll make someone believe, you know? So it's like, I don't know, bro, that, dang, that really hit, I feel like we should almost started with that, because that really hit me, like, you know, and it's so true that it's, like, you see the light on certain people, like, when you go and you meet certain Christians, like, you'll meet some Christians, and it's, like, you know, you're, like, you don't see a major difference, then you see some of them, and it's just, like, this purity you can feel coming off, there's, like, true joy and freedom and happiness that they have that you don't see in any other person you're around, you know, and it is just because there's like they've got it. I know from firsthand because I've experienced that for like it was a fading experience, but it was like you felt you feel so good just being in communion with God. Like it is true that like that presence you do you're you're free from all of your sin and your your bondages of the world. Like it's just like God breaks all the shackles at once, and you're just this man who's in love with God, right? Which is just so much more evidence to rather than like yeah i sit on this podcast for an hour and i talk to you guys about maybe some of the stuff that we do or like how i feel about when i'm like with god right it's like you i feel like you really can't see that more just from a person who's just like reading scripture because they're like dang like i want to know i want to be pointed more in the direction of of apparently this guy 100% man 100% god that lived 2000 years ago who died because i'm a sinner right like I could talk to you guys all day about that stuff right and it's like does that really show you it's like it's going to be shown because that Holy Spirit burns so bright in somebody that it's like there's just no way that that I can you know deny that there's some type of power right that there's some type of major power and then just back to our little thing of like you know what Wally was saying about the how I was talking a little bit about the you know you you can't I don't know you the as far as like making somebody like come into the church right how it's impossible i don't know it's like uh it's like for i don't know so like paul like i've said it before like paul like a big thing for him was like that he felt like all those works were really crucial because it was like then god could never deny him basically whatever he would be deserved in his afterlife and then being that taken away right it's like all becomes faith-based like i can see that even in this today and age like today where it's like how cool would it feel if like i could say like dang i got that person into heaven you know what i mean which isn't real though like that's just like my ego that there's nothing more you know what i mean like if you gave me a billion dollars bro and it's like one guy's like hey bro like i got you eternity in heaven that's way cooler than a guy giving away a billion dollars right it's like i know for sure that like dang you're gonna your your eternity, you're gonna be full of riches and treasures. Like that's way bigger flex, dude. And it does boost the ego up, something crazy, you know. And then to really humble myself to the degree of like God's sovereign power of pushing you in that direction and then attacking you with the Holy Spirit, right? It becomes like a little less appealing. It's like, so then what's my purpose? Like what's my part in it? And it's like nothing really. It's just you're just gonna be where you need to be God's going to put you where you need to be in that moment and he's going to tell you what you need to say you know it's it's you're not there's no nothing that you're going to do at all like there's nothing I'm going to do to get you that right so it's like 
it is really that's it really comes down to just that if you're remaining faithful all the time god's gonna do those things for you right it's like you don't really have to do anything dang bro that's a that's a bomb bro you dropped a bomb on the pod bro (laughs) no that's so far i like how you started talking about the pride and ego in it too you know because that's so that's so real like 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 it'll just creep up on you you know what i'm saying and that that is that is a sin that that god hates he wants to kill our pride you know what i'm saying we are called to be humble servants like yeah we we need to serve jesus because we love him obviously you know what i'm saying if you really love jesus and have a heart for him you're going to want to serve you're going to want to give back and you're going to want to see people go to heaven but it's a very fine line between thinking oh i prayed a salvation prayer over this person so they're going to heaven you know another one let me mark a a tally in my book for who i sent to heaven no bro that's completely between god and them you know no one no one brought like all right i don't want to say no one brought me to jesus because there was plenty of people in my life who were pushing me in that direction you know my mom my grandma my sister even my dad probably had been praying ever since i was born that i would know jesus but they could never physically bring me to him you know what i'm saying that had to be between me and god and if you're in that position of you know, you don't really know God. Or you're struggling to know God. Like, just start talking to him. You know what I'm saying? Just start talking to him like a friend. You don't got to do all this stuff. There's nothing you need to do other than get to know him. You know, he just wants you. He just wants you for who you are, wherever you are, whatever you're doing right now. He wants you. He wants to know you, and he wants to spend time with you. You know, you're his kid. Think about it. If you got kids and you're listening, you just, like, that's what that's one thing that that even I heard this week, bro, like people with kids, they struggle with, you know, how how much more do I love God than my kids? You know, there's a verse that was talking about like you got to hate your kids and your wife and your all this stuff if you really love God and you know, people can run with that in the wrong way. But it's not it's not oh, I hate I hate my kids. You know, it's more like <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> no, it's like our love for God has to be so much more than anything else in this world. You know, our love for God has to be, like, insane, bro. Like, we got to really just love him, you know, because he doesn't need us. He's going to orchestrate everything on this earth exactly how he sees fit in his time and his will. You know, if you got that friend who you really want to, you want you want to get them in the church, you want them to know Jesus, you want them to, to know, you know, the, the love and the peace and the freedom, the forgiveness that you experience every day, don't put that weight on your back. Cause that's going to kill you. That's going to, that's really, I've seen it in, in times in my own life kind of hurt my faith in a sense. Cause it's like, I'm praying over this person. I want this person to, to just walk in the freedom, you know, that I've experienced so bad that I'm trying to put it on my shoulders. You know, I'm trying to carry them into the gates of heaven, but I can't even get myself to heaven, bro. Literally Jesus is the only thing that can get me to heaven, you know, and Jesus is the only thing that can get them to heaven. And in their, in, in God's timing, bro, they're going to find him. You know what I'm saying? Like, God's right there with them. My mom used to say to me all the time, you know, when I would be worried about people in my life, you know, she would say, like, do you trust that God has your life in his hands? And I'd be like, yeah, obviously. You know, I'm here. I'm breathing. All these countless blessings. Yes, I, I trust that he has my life in his hands. All right. So she would say, all right. So you got to trust that he has them in their hand, in his hands, too their timeline is just different than yours you know their calling is different years than yours the the 
the plan, God's will in their life is different than it looks in yours. And that's okay. God has a different plan, purpose, and calling over all of our different lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so... People people have different walks of faith, and they're all beautiful. They're all glorious because they have all received Jesus, you know? And so that that is truly our goal behind doing this podcast, you know? Like, sure, we can come from a prideful place and just be like, oh, we had 40 listeners this week. We brought 40 people to, to Jesus, and we could high-five and be like, let's lit. But in reality, no, bro. Like, this this podcast is going to be used as a vessel in God's will and, and in his timing to, to reach the people that need to hear it when they need to hear it, you know? You know how many people I tell about this and they probably will never listen to it? until <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> real, though. You know, so you know like, until that one time when they really need it. Yeah. And guess what? God's like, gotcha. Should have listened earlier. Maybe you want to be so down bad right now. <laughs> but... He's saying got you too because he's got you and he's had you through that whole time, through your whole life. You know, God has been with you. God is working in you and through you, even if you don't know it. You know, he doesn't. Ralph, bro, Pastor Ralph, shout out Pastor Ralph. Pastor Ralph. He doesn't call the qualified, you know, he qualifies the called. You know what I mean? bro 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 every time he says it bro i get a little chills you know what i'm saying because in no way am i qualified bro like i'm talking about bro in no way am i qualified like i i struggle bro bro like i'm telling you like i struggle you know what i'm saying i struggle with the flesh i struggle with the ways of this world you know i i fight my own battles but you know what actually i don't fight my own battles I, I try my best to give those battles to God. I try my best to not not give the devil one second to play around with, with my salvation. You know what I'm saying? The minute, the minute I fall to the flesh, the minute I commit that sin that I know I shouldn't, the Holy Spirit taps me. And it's my job to respond. It's my job to hit my knees and pray. It's my job to repent, to turn back to him. You know, and I had this experience this, this week, and I fell to the flesh hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it was it was rough. I, the conviction was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like I really I really, wow, it was nuts. It was a wicked night. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, but, the biggest win from this all was like the conviction was greater than I've ever felt. Like I felt so like, dang, I really just like chose myself over God. And I've I've done this so much. Like every day, every day I choose myself over God. At some point, that's what we do when we sin. We're choosing us over God. And, but something about this time, bro, just hit different, dog. Like, I'm talking about, like, I laid on my floor that night for, like, a smooth two hours and was just, like, listening to worship music, like, so down bad, bro. Like, literally, like, it was nuts, dog. But then the next morning, you know what that led to? Because I, I, you know, I repented. I truly did. I I truly, like, I had turned away from God, but then instantly... I turned back to him. I sought. I I sought after him. I I seeked his face. You know what I'm saying? And sure, I didn't feel nothing. I didn't feel like God's touch that night after. You know what I'm saying? Because I did him wrong. I don't. I don't always deserve to feel God. It's not. You know, that's that's pride and ego. If I think I always deserve to feel the presence of God, to feel His hand on my shoulder. You know. But then the next morning, bro, was the most lit experience I've ever had with God. You know, I wake up and I go to the gym and and I got my beats on just bumping some some real deep worship not like no no christian rap not no no like party let's woo get lit 
No, like that's I'm talking. I'm talking. Ta- <laughs> I'm talking about that deep, like hits your soul worship music. And for whatever reason, when I get back from the gym, this song comes on, and it was just, it was so deep, bro. It was, it was like talking about like I'm just caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet, you know, like Jesus. I just want you. I'm not here for blessings. I, you don't owe me anything. Jesus, I just want you in this holy moment, this holy, holy presence. I want to sit here. I want to be here with you. And, bro, you could ask my first client that day. I was dumb late because I spent, like, bro, smooth 30 minutes, dog, bawling my eyes out, crying, you know, just truly acknowledging, truly just appreciating and surrendering to, to the love that God has for me. Because there's no there's no greater love than that. There's no one else I can turn my back on every day. And he still loves me. You know, he's still with me. He still renews me and sets me free. And that's the blood of Jesus we're talking about. I, I couldn't have gone in and, and sacrificed the goat and been straight with God after that. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't have gone and found a perfect little baby sheep and spilled his blood at the altar. No, nothing. Nothing I can do will make me worthy and I never will be worthy. I'll never be deserving. But God loved me so much. He loves you so much. He sent his son to die for your sins, to make you new, to allow you to walk in the light, to walk in the love of Jesus. And that is something we need to celebrate every day. The pure fact that we get to know Jesus, you know, cuz none of us are deserving and we never will be. But the the fact that we get to get to walk this life with him, you know, that he gives us gives us the power, you know, the the glory, the the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that carries us, you know, when we cannot walk. There's so many illustrations, you know, and it's like these people and and, and there's just no way, there's no way they could make it through this season, no matter how hard it is, but they do. And it's not them that's doing it. It's God and his angels and the Holy Spirit and Jesus literally carrying him through these trials and carrying him through these storms. And if you're in this hard season, if you're in a hard time, lean on God because he will carry you. And I promise you that. And don't don't just listen to us. Don't just trust us. Go out and search for that. Seek that love, that relationship that we talk about. No, I think we're about to wrap it up. I just got, like, one more thing. Right as soon as Wally started talking, he was talking about – uh. You know, he said, oh, man, there's uh, I can't say that no one led me to Christ. Right. Because he names like all his family and everything like that. And uh, back to our point of like people leading to Christ, it's like I know just because I know his mom. I don't know. I can't remember the other people, but like I just because I know his mom, it's like I know his mom's heart was literally just in a place of like. I know like what my because this is literally how I've been is like I, I know what my son is doing. And I know that, like, Jesus loves him so much, and that love would just, like, it was like the heart posture was in such a beautiful place, and it wasn't in a place of, like, especially because it's your mom, right? It's like, it's not in a place of, like, you know, so that I can get some type of gain, you know? Just because we're going, like, going back to it, it's like, that's really what I'm thinking about now is, like, that's when I know is, like, it's really a God movement type thing is because it's, like, it's not because... I don't know, I could share this, is that, like, I went, so I go to, like, the rehabs, and I try to, like, help these people in the rehab, and, uh, the one guy, like, you always get these, these, it's grown men, they're, like, crying, and, uh, he's just, 
I mean, like, couldn't even speak because he's crying so much. And I'm pretty sure there's, like, other mental, uh, you know, some mental health stuff involved as well. But um, he basically was telling me, he's like, he said it was, he was Christian, his, like, his whole, like, young life. And it's been, like, 20-something years. He said he literally put God down and was like, I hate God because his father passed away. And he was sharing with me, he's just like, and I've hated God ever since. And it's like a grown man crying. I'm literally like, I'm like sitting there like looking at him like, just like I could feel it on my heart. His name's John, if you guys want to pray for him. And I literally asked him his name and I was like, and I went home and I prayed for him that night. And it was like, I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, I have this list of like people that I pray for. And it's so forced, you know, it's not, it's not communing with God in a heart of like, I just really want this person I want this person like you know I pray for Wally like every night I pray for like a few other guys and it's like sometimes I'm like dang they really need it and like my heart posture is there and then other times it's a strictly works type thing of like God would want me to pray for this person so I'm just gonna do it or like I know that they pray for me and I'd feel wrong if they don't if I don't pray for them but it has nothing to do with like I love God and I want them to have that communion with God is is like I'm having like after he read that I'm like I'm having so many like I'm just looking back literally just through this week of like how many times in my prayer life in my when I was reading scripture when I was listening to the the podcast was it like it's really because I want to spend time with God or was it just because I know that's the right thing to do right like a works type thing because I do that a lot where it's like I'm just gonna do this because I know it's better than the alternative of what I'm gonna do right and it has nothing to do with like heart posture which I think it has its good place as far as like yeah, I struggle with like I would. I love rap, dude. I love rap. I love G Herbo. Like I just love listening <laughs> to rap. And I've said this twice this week, so I know it's like something God's got to be trying to put on my heart. I also love worship music, but there are certain times where it's like I want nothing to do with worship music. I'm just trying to listen to some thugs. You know what I mean? And it's like I know it's the wrong thing. And I always end up listening to him. I'm like, damn. Like afterwards, like I'm thinking crazy, dude. I'm thinking about like blasting someone never blasted anyone in my life but that's like the thoughts going through my head and everything i don't know man it's just i don't know that was that was a lot but it's like i really do think it is a hard posture thing like even when i'm praying and when i'm reading scripture it's like is this really you know like i need to just go into it's not that i shouldn't do it but i need to go into it with the mindset of like me and god are about to spend time together not that this is what I'm supposed to do or like anything like that. Right. Cause I'll even have the mindset of like, cause sometimes I do read the Bible where I do say a prayer and I don't feel any type of presence or anything like that. And it's not always going to happen, but it's like, I should expect that. I feel like that should be the expectation. I feel like every time that's the hope every time I go into it, it shouldn't just be okay. Well, you know, it's, I woke up this morning cause I always pray in the morning. I always pray at night. So bare minimum, I got two prayers into that day and I usually try to pray throughout the day. It shouldn't be like, they shouldn't just be like a, a rote thing that I'm just going ahead and doing. It really, I feel like, should be like the, the adoring of them, you know? Yeah, because he really is like the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced. Especially to like that whole thing with like Wally crying. Like I heard like Francis Chan, like when he, when if you listen to him, like he'll talk about that a lot. Like even in his sermons, you can hear him crying when he's doing a sermon, right? And it's, I've really prayed about it because like I just... I get so close. Sometimes when I'm reading the Bible, like, my eyes, like, tear up a little bit. But, like, I never push over that wall of just, like, letting it, like, come out. I don't know, like, what that is. But it's, like, that emotional, like, you know, vulnerability that you ha can have with God. 
that's just so beautiful, right? And then for God to really be with you in that moment of like, you know, just like a, a blanket of warmth and love that like any human would try to give you that. And it doesn't compare like at all. Like there's nothing that has ever in my life, no drug, no no woman, no nothing that's ever compared with just what that feels like, you know. I fried my dopamine receptors and God has, there's no dope, there can't be dopamine involved with God. There just can't be. I'm talking biologically, dude. Those things do not work anymore. Like they've been overworked. But like when it's with, like you just, it can't be explained biolog- biologically what that is, you know. And it, and it is, it's like just, uh, I need to write a book about it because it's the only way that I'm going to be able to explain it. I'm being serious about that. Cause that's like, I don't know. Like we talk about the hope. That's what it is, dude. Dang. So right before this, like, but right before we came on here, me and Wally was up in his apartment. I was like, I was like, you know, I'm real good at to die is gain. So there's a, that verse to live as Christ to die is gain. Dude, I'm fire. I'm ready to die like every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> to go be with Christ because I really love that presence. But I'm not good at the to, to live as to live as Christ part, right? But that's exactly what it is. Is like that my hope that I'm gonna get when I pass. Like that's what it talks about in the Bible is our hope. Like that's the same hope that I I should have throughout my day. That like throughout my day I'm gonna be with 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 Jesus throughout the day. The same thing that I receive in heaven right, is the same thing that I'm going to get to experience with my walk today, and it's not that it's always going to be there, but I should constantly be having that as my hope, and like my, my, you know, like I said, like an expectation that that can, because in, that can really be today, back to what we were talking about before, because of what God did on the, right, what Jesus did on the cross, right, with that, I I get to have that hope throughout my day, And, and it doesn't always happen, sometimes my day's riddled with sin, and I don't do, you know, can't even say it's not what I, I do, right? Because it's not a works-based thing. It's a grace-based thing. Man, I don't know, dude. Really hit me. That hit me hard, dog, for real. Because, like, a lot. Yeah, dude. Like, a lot of. Damn. So, like, and I guess, too, Bush, before I let Wally pray us out, like, this is a great example of I'm 22 years old. Wally's 24. Like, we don't got 25. We don't got everything figured out. And this is a great example of it right now for me, like, as far as, like, we don't just say that because, like, right now it's like I'm being in a very, very good way convicted about what Wally just read because it's, like, that's how I've lived my life. And so it's kind of, like, how we preach on this podcast. It's, like, it's got to be God if it's ever anything that's helpful for sure because it's, like, I'm just, I'm literally learning, dude. Like, I'm learning every single day. I'm not deep into this as, like, some people are you know so it's and it really is like people get scared about like dang jumping off the porch it's like it's like basically like a crawl off the porch you know because it's continuous like every day I get a little bit closer to what his plan is for me you know it's not like a you know that prayer in the church where you say that one prayer and like oh you know all the plans for you and everything like that it's like a continued the faith just continues to grow you know Dang, bro, I'm meditating hard now, dog. Yes, sir. <laughs> Shout out, Holy Spirit. Got us 
look, we we out here trying to convict y'all, and we got convicted ourselves. God, <laughs> God, 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 God said, "Gotcha." He said, "Really? You thought this was enough? Yeah. You thought you could do a podcast and you'd be good?" Nah, bro. But not to discourage anybody from who is doing great things for the kingdom. You know, keep grinding for God. You know, but don't forget that alone time with God as well. You know, He just wants to know us. He wants to love us, and He wants to to be there for us. And he always is, but the thing the thing I wanted to kind of close out with just real quick is that, you know, our place in heaven is there. Our seat at his table has already been made. It's just up to us to receive it, you know? So, obviously, I want everyone listening, if you haven't, to receive that, you know? I would love for you to receive Jesus, to receive the Holy Spirit, and know that there's a God up there. There's a God with you right here, right now, and whether you're in the car, whether you're in the gym, wherever you're at listening to this, God is right there with you. And he just wants you to acknowledge him, to love him, to seek him, and to serve him. And the only way to please him is to be with him. So I just pray, you know, that that wherever you are in life, you wouldn't let your surroundings determine your salvation, you know. You would let the the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus made over 2,000 years ago determine your salvation, so I think we should just close out with a, a prayer, you know. Um, I'm going to start off with just the the kind of salvation prayer, you know, for those who have never said it. And then I'm just going to kind of wherever the Spirit leads me, you know. So just follow with me, you know what I'm saying? Follow with the Holy Spirit wherever he takes us in this, in this moment. So just close your eyes and bow your heads for me. Dear God, for those listening, God, that... that don't yet know you that have not yet received you god i pray that this prayer would be the the opening to a doorway into your presence into your arms god so lord jesus we just we just pray lord we acknowledge you we acknowledge the sacrifice that your son jesus made we acknowledge the sacrifice you made by sending your good and perfect son down to be be punished to be beaten to be crucified to hang on that cross in the hopes, Lord, that we would be made new with the faith, God, that, that we would walk in your light, that we would surrender to you the way he has, God. Lord Jesus, we acknowledge that he went on that cross, he died for our sins, and he rose three days later. We know, Lord God, that you have a plan and a purpose and a calling over all of our lives, God. Lord Jesus, I just pray, Lord, as we enter into this new year, God, we would know that you were the same God. You were the same God yesterday, today, tomorrow, and that you have always been the same God who loves us, the same God who provides for us, the same God who lifts us up and makes us new every single day, God. God, we are never holding you up, God, so I pray we would know that we can never let you down, God. Lord, you have us in your hands, Lord. You have us on the walkway you have paved for us, God. And Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, that the people listening, God, would open their hearts to you, they would open their minds to you, and they would receive you, God. Lord Jesus, I'm praying over, over the lives, Lord, over the the eternal life that you have for us, God. Not this temporary stuff on earth, Lord. This is all temporary. You could take it away at any moment. And when you do, Lord, I pray that the people listening would know that they're going home, that they're going home to you, that they're going to see your son Jesus sitting at the right hand of you, God, welcoming us with a crazy song from the angels, welcoming us with a light that we cannot acknowledge, colors that we can't not even comprehend, God. Lord, you are a great God, you are a just God, and you are a perfect God. And Lord, we know that you are doing your good and perfect will on this earth as you are in heaven, God. 
Lord Jesus, I pray that, that those listening, God, would feel your love, Lord. They would get to know your heart as you know ours, God. Lord Jesus, I just pray that this is a convicting message, that this is a turning point for somebody. Lord, I pray if they are one foot in and one foot out at this moment, that, Lord, they would take that step of faith, that bold step of faith, and know that they don't have to do anything, God, other than just accept you, receive you, and that you have the rest in your hands, God. We are responsible for the effort, but you've got the outcome, God. And I pray that whoever's listening, God, would would walk in that confidence, God. I pray that me and Chris would walk in that confidence, Lord, that we would hear the words that were spoken tonight, God, that we would receive it, we would we would digest it, Lord, and then turn it around, Lord, allow it to reflect in our own lives, God, in the hopes, Lord, that more and more people, Lord, would come home to your kingdom, God, that more and more people would acknowledge you, trust you, love you, and surrender to you this year, God. We love you, Jesus. We praise you. In your almighty name we pray. Amen. And Happy New Year!